Hi everyone, welcome to a very, well, a very special is a little strong, um, welcome to a special. <laughs> okay, well. Welcome special, to an episode. But is it, but is it really special? Uh, welcome to an special. episode of Patch Notes. We're doing uh, an E3 roundup of sorts. Uh, uh, John was out for, for the week doing um, doing all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to um, talk about it. It's <laughs> no, all family no, you, shit. Now you have to. No, I don't. Um, no, but... Uh, uh, we're all we're all happy he's back, and we're happy he's back because now we get to talk about E3, uh, the the classic games conference that we've all already talked about a lot. But I feel like we need a patch notes take on for sure. I'm excited to get one in. Um, it's going to be really fun. Uh, Liv is also here. We actually Liv and I recorded an After Dark earlier. That's coming out. We'll be probably out by the time this patch notes comes out. I would assume. Uh, Liv, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you tonight, Trev? I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Uh, this is my second podcast I'm doing tonight, so it's it's been kind of a long night of podcasting. Yeah, you feel pretty casted. I'm extremely casted. I gotta. I gotta admit, I'm feeling awfully casted. Um, and John, how are you? I'm fantastic. I am free from the burden of the real life for maybe another forty eight hours. So. What is the real life? Um, like, as in, like the workaday life? The responsibilities I have as a member of my family. Oh, okay. That is a real life. Well, very cool. I'm glad. I'm glad everyone is doing uh, doing well. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say let's uh, let's waste no time. Let's get right into it. Um, today we're going to do something of a lightning round. Um, the, my catchphrase. <laughs> the uh, famous phrase. Lightning my famous. Round. My famous phrase. Tm. Uh, Trev Strunk, 2019. <laughs> do not copy. Do not use. That's correct. Um, but no, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do that, and um, basically gonna talk about what we found that was interesting, that was like we liked, and what we found that we did not like. So our greatest uh, joy and our least favorite thing that we saw at E3 this year. Um, we did not go to E3, by the way. We are entirely observing from afar. Come on, we were fine. all there. Everyone knows that we were there. It's fine yeah, because under our um, code names, apparently, <laughs> mainly going to E3 involves like being upsold on uh, energy drinks on the show floor um and to and you that's honestly, a bad i would yeah, love no, if that yes, was my day is. job <laughs> no, that watching, sounds good to me i was watching the giant bomb uh, like they do a they do three nights of interviews the giant bomb people do every e3 and uh one of the people in one of those interviews was talking about how like he talks shit about energy drinks on the internet on twitter and an energy drink influencer like added him and said don't let me see you at e3 wow <laughs> yeah it was pretty aggro um, I, so I don't that. i don't want to go into that jungle i don't Whoa. need i don't need that in my life influencer An energy That's drink a... influencer yeah um, they will uh they'll they'll uh they'll end your life yeah with their wow. product <laughs> Um, well, uh, we don't have anything bad to say about energy drinks on this show. Yeah, we love energy drinks. If you want us to advertise, we will uh, <laughs> accept United but States dollars. I don't think there's an energy drink startup yet, so we don't have to beg for <laughs> There's no mattresses yeah. filled with energy drinks yet, not so yet. I think we're in good shape. The only thing, the only thing I did not, uh, the only thing I never, um, 
I think I never like advertised on this show uh, and, and, and kind of said like no, no thanks to it. I mean, it was polite, so like it's not a bad thing. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, if you're polite, it's never a bad thing. But no, well, no, no, it was it was polite. Yeah, it was a yeah. polite no. Uh, was um, was for uh, a gambling site. I figured that would be a little weird. <laughs> Jesus, uh, yeah. Yes, it would. Little strange. Was it, sports, um, was it one of those sports gambling sites, or just like straight up? Here's your poker. You know, it was one of the sports ones. Uh, yeah, DraftKings. Uh, it wasn't DraftKings. It was. It was. It was a. It was a one that I hadn't recognized. A competitor. Some, some Hmm? DraftKings competitor. We also don't want to offer free advertising uh, to DraftKings. Yeah, to fuck DraftKings. This is this is asterisk Kings. Isn't this anti-advertising? Aren't yes, we doing it? Is. Um, but anyway. I mean, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Yeah, that's what so. I think. We're gonna find out today. Um, the D Kings. We're not talking about the D Kings anymore. We're not talking about the G. Now they just sound like a gang. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about the D Kings that way. Um, <laughs> So, uh, let's talk about E3. Uh, I want to know, so, lightning round, we're going to start, uh, I will go last. Um, Liv, I want to know, uh, what was your, uh, what was the thing that most struck you as good? I am most excited about Astral Chain. I'm so fucking excited for Astral Chain because I played my favorite game of all time for the first time this year, which is Bayonetta and then Bayonetta 2. So I'm just like, I'm so excited to play a new Platinum Games game. Everyone's um, so surprised hearing this, that Bayonetta is not, <laughs> is not that Bayonetta is your favorite game, but... They are surprised that uh, that it I played is a, it for the first time this year. <laughs> yeah, I think I think everyone is just shocked to hear that. It, it truly seems up my alley. Um, and then and it is. <laughs> yeah, like it's whenever it first came out, I think people were kind of uh, maybe a little bit confused. And so, like whenever I first heard about it, it was that it was like this. Um, I've probably talked about Bayonetta, like my introduction to Bayonetta before on here, but just that it was this. Uh, fetishization of women but it's like it's hard to explain it's like this such campy um depiction of a woman this like purely sexualized being that is in no way like resembling a real woman is in so grotesque a fashion that it's yeah i feel like the 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 epitome of that the thing that like coheres that into like one image is the high heels with the guns on them yeah, she's she's truly she goes beyond like she's this like horrible witch from hell that just like I, well I I don't need to talk about Bayonetta right now we're talking about Astral Chain <laughs> I'm so excited to see the like an action game that I'm so excited about um, in a new a new setting and like it's kind of this uh, from what we've seen of it it's like this like classic like Platinum Games like pure action game but then there's also this like open world almost like watchdogs la noir kind of looking uh yeah it's very mystery coded, open world like yeah we, we don't truly know what's going on yet but you play as a cop which doesn't sound great it doesn't sound great that you're playing as a cop come on um, it's good we all like cops right and that you have these like cool cop legion robot things that like you're controlling two things at one time which sounds horrible for me because i'm not actually like skilled at action games i'm just really good at dodging um <laughs> And I'm really good at witch time, so like I'm excited to see how I actually handle this game. But from what everyone like, everyone who's actually played the game kind of seems like there there's something they're not saying, and I don't want to like say that like there's 
you know, like there's some reveal about like you being a cop, but I think it's like you're a cop in the same way that, um, I don't know. But it just seems like so blatant. Like there's like police on everything. Like there's police on all the Legion things. And it, it, whenever you're, we've seen gameplay of people interacting with your character in the, the overworld, like not the astral plane, everyone's like, why the fuck are you even asking me this? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So I don't, I think <laughs> yeah. that there's some like recognition that your character is not a good person. Yeah, it, it felt to me, uh, I'm not sure, uh, Liv, I know you don't watch anime, but for me. Um, <laughs> you don't know that about Liv. She's, no, no, she's we, had, we had a conversation about this on Twitter. No, but um, <laughs> it felt to me like when I watched that trailer, it was like, oh, this is Evangelion mixed with Pokemon. Because you're this like fucked up weird teen that is controlling this massive beast, mm -hmm. but you're also like collecting them for the fight with these chains. Um, and I'm, it, it didn't see it wasn't. I haven't watched any gameplay demos, but it, it wasn't clear to me if like you keep these beasties, these monsters, yeah, you these can you can between fights summon them. Yeah, there's, there's some way okay. you can summon them. And then like they also mentioned that you necessarily like you either roll as a boy or a girl, and you necessarily have a twin. That's either, yeah, like always was... the opposite sex. And I'm not sure like what's going on with this game. But yeah, I was wondering, like, is it a co-op game? Is it a game where you just choose, like, sort of like Mass Effect Andromeda, where you choose which of the siblings you're playing? Um, I mean, it looked interesting. It looked very anime. Um, like, the trailer at least was cut where people were saying, like, these huge grand statements about nothing constantly over everything while they were murdering demons with robots. Mm -hmm. So we and... finally got Shin Megami Tensei uh, uh, five, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well yeah, it looks like a classic, like, Platinum Games, like, action game mixed with, like, some sort of, like, Western open world game. And I'm mm -hmm. very excited to see how, like, it's handled. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And at the very least, even if, like, the story <laughs> ends up, like, not being redeemed in any way because you're playing a cop, like, at least the at least the action is fun. I don't say that's, like, a defensible thing, but, like, I the action looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really felt like one of those things where the reason they were leaning so heavy on you being a cop is to like lay the groundwork for you fucking up the cops later it, yeah it, felt like there was sort of that it looks kind of thing. it looks so heavy-handed that there's not some sort of statement about you being a yeah. cop i mean the, the protagonist begins like the whole story in chains literally and like handcuffs very, himself very cool. him or herself to these robots so i'm assuming they're not entirely on board with the carceral state yeah seems likely see. not yeah i will yeah. definitely be playing this game <laughs> it looks very good. Um, yeah, it looks like it looks like it sort of does a bit of the of like the procedural as well. Which, um, as eagle-eyed listeners will know, I am a I'm a sucker for police procedural TV shows. Eagle-eyed um, listeners, yeah, eagle-eyed listeners will listen. <laughs> the eagle eyes of their ears. Eagle-eyed listeners will know I'm really into synesthesia. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, I um, I like I really like uh, I really dig um, police procedurals. I think I think it's weird to play as a cop, but I think it's cool that it's potentially doing something where we're gonna ha see some uh, critique of that. Um, and I think it's cool that they're doing a thing where it's like it's not your your typical game. Like it's it's mm -hmm. different. Yeah, um, I mean I mean I'm a fan of fantasy games, so I'm fine playing a game where a cop is a hero. <laughs> That's, uh, wow. 
Well, let's not make this podcast political or anything. No, no, no. This isn't. We haven't gotten to Ubisoft yet. We're gonna get some some mean comments. It's gonna it's gonna really upset me. Um, Wait, are y'all leftist? <laughs> Did you just use y'all? I just read a thread about that. I just read that uh, it was canceled to use y'all. I hope that you're from the south. I'm from Maryland, so I use y'all fifty percent of the time, and the other fifty percent I don't. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I like you saying that's pretty funny instead of laughing. I can't laugh anymore. Um, well, so, um, John, uh, what's your what's your highlight? What's your highlight? Uh, from I think Deathloop. Um, it will come as no surprise to anyone who is a long term fan of this podcast and enterprise that uh, I am in the tank for Arcane Studios one hundred percent. Arcane and- rocks. Yeah, they are the the Death Loop is a new project from uh, Arcane Leon, the original studio. Um, these are the people. You're also did. a big Francophile. Yeah, I'm a huge Francophile. I I just learned how to pronounce <laughs> Leon yesterday. France has um, done nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my position. France has done nothing wrong. Sign me up with Macron. Um, <laughs> no, uh, they've uh, they they started with Arx Fatalis back in the day, and I. Uh, Heroes of Might and Magic, Dark Messiah was a huge thing from them. They're sort of like I want to say I don't know if they're the they've released the most good first person RPGs of any studio of all time, but they certainly have like the best hit rate. Mm. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, like so, I, I your game of the year, uh, not last year, but the year before was Prey. Was Prey. Mm. And they're also the studio behind Dishonored. They know what they're doing when they do first person uh, oh, yeah. RPGs slash. Uh, first person, first person games with a twist. Let's call them. Yeah. Um, and Deathloop looks like sort of if you combine Groundhog Day with um, I don't know, Looper. Um, it's about Russian Doll is the new new way to reference that. Okay. Uh, is Russian Doll good? I haven't watched. <laughs> Russian that. Doll is good, but uh, yeah. I mean the new thing <laughs> is just putting Groundhog Day into different genres. They've got. Happy Death Day in horror. They had Daybreak in the cop procedural field. Uh, everyone should watch Daybreak, by the way. It was the show that got greenlit because of the writer's strike during, like, season three of Lost or something. It has Ty Diggs in it. It's very good. But is it truly the same? Because, like, they, in the trailer, the trailer's amazing. Like, it yeah. shows so much more character than every other like most other games at e3 and like whatever amount of time mm-hmm. they had um but they show like a clock ticking forward and mm-hmm. i don't think they show it ticking back do they they don't but i'm and not so sure I kind like, of, it's kind of like left ambiguous as to like what's going on we do know there is at least a repetition because yes of there's the, repetition of like situations but yeah because they like show literal time or what the going dude on. getting killed in the bar by the lady the first time and then at the end of the trailer they show the same scene but uh, he comes in and, you know, she tries to cut his throat and he realizes she's there and, like, mm-hmm. blocks the blow. Um, so there's some sort of looper thing going on. And honestly, it was a bit on the nose that they call it Death Loop and then you get the shot of the island and there's a giant, like, loop circle in the middle of the thing. Well, sure. Um, you know, just, you know, making sure, yeah, making sure you know what we're here for. Uh, but no, it's fantastic. I think it's great that they're doing it without uh, any white protagonists. Um, they're just leaning into, you know, these are the characters we're using. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what the gameplay loop is going to be. That would scare well, me if it was any other studio but Arcane. 
game loop, death loop. Yeah, yeah like, like I, I just, I don't know if it's going to be like a campaign where it's player versus player. Like, is it like a co-op except it's PvP? You, you and a friend log in and fuck each other up, or is it going to mm-hmm. be like, um, you know, asymmetrical single player where you and another online, uh, another person connected to the server play the same level and the level changes based on what you do. It's just very unclear how that's going to work. And I'd be concerned about that if Arcane didn't have such a good track record on delivering on this stuff. Yeah. I, maybe this is just me, but I kind of like that they show you this loop, like that there's... Mm-hmm. Um, almost the thing like Halo or Discworld or something like that that's referential back to um, something we already know. I feel like sci-fi used to be this thing where you could like know the plot um, and it was still interesting to find out more about it without it having to be like a twist that they were on this like death loop or so, you know mm-hmm. something like that. Like that you can show the premise. Um, I feel like there's things like Twilight Zone that show the premise so much and then you can just find out more about it and it's still interesting without um, all of it having to build up to some sort of twist. Yeah, I I just hope it's more uh, Twilight Zone than Black Mirror. And I I don't, I'm not scared about that. I think that they've shown this and I'm excited about it and I like the Mm -hmm. grindhouse theming to the uh, trailer. You're not scared of Black Mirror? (laughs) I'm not scared about Arcane uh, depending <laughs> on a twist to sell the game. Because I, I mean, if you think about it, what if a, what if a computer was your dad? What if a phone? Made? I would like that. <laughs> You'd like that if a computer was your dad. Well, here's as a, a dad, I find this I find this simply terrifying. Staring. I don't think it would be much different. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, the only thing that concerned me about the trailer was like the the weird like I guess like populated npcs the like joker people the weird like freaks i guess running around with the um the makeup and the guns and the mm. maniacal laughter and i think that's a weird crutch i'm i'm hoping that they handle it well um other than that though i'm really excited for that game yeah they've barely shown anything and like what we've seen has been like exciting in some way which i think is a lot more than a lot of what's what was shown at E3 yeah. has to say. Everything else Come in the <laughs> press conference except for Ghostwire, for example. All right, what, what you got for us, Jeff? <laughs> uh, so I'm interested, I, I speaking of what John just said, I, uh, I, I think Ghostwire looks really cool. Mm-hmm. It does um, look really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. I like that there is, I, I think it's really, it's, maybe, maybe this isn't fair to say, but it feels like um, we're get kind of a lack of good like new properties uh mm-hmm. and like it's cool that they're just trying something here like i, I yeah. feel like we don't see people trying something enough it's, um, it's funny you say that because when i watched the ghostwire trailer what i thought is oh shit this looks like a new world of darkness game as opposed to the old world of darkness which is what bloodlines vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 mm-hmm. is based off of and honestly it's not like that universe is something that White Wolf really created. Like, if you want to make a game about modern urban fantasy, you're going to look something like the New World of Darkness. Mm-hmm. But it looked really good, and it looked like they were taking those, you know, themes of corruption and you know, fucked up loss, and moving it forward in a great way. Yeah, I, I like. I just think it looks like they they kind of they took the horror genre and did something fun with it, where like. I'm not seeing the same sort of like, oh, it's desolation. Oh, it's like, 
it's like zombies or oh mm-hmm. you know now it's like we're gonna try some other element of like real something to make you real upset or like scared or whatever like it 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 just kind of does horror in the fun way that that I think a lot of like um and I mean I'm 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 projecting a little bit I don't know if honestly this will be what it is or not but yeah like, unfortunately there wasn't any actual gameplay right well we don't I didn't look not. Uh, like it didn't look like it couldn't be gameplay. Like it looked not mm. fully. I mean, there was there wasn't any. Like, it looked like cinematic. There wasn't any over the shoulder for third person, or there wasn't any first person. I mean, but it didn't look like it could have been faked. You know, there was some sort of realistic gameplay yeah. nature to it. Like it didn't look fully like CGI. Like I don't know. I mean, it felt like a good representation of what they wanted the game to be, but yeah, I don't think we're going to see the game and be like, "Oh, we were tricked." Like, this isn't what the game looks like. No, I would agree with that. I think like the other thing about it is just even like the premise and the aesthetic and like what they've shown us so far is so different that like even if it is like, "Hey, this isn't the same game," like it doesn't really so much matter. Like the thing they've promised us is something different. It's not. Like specifically, mm-hmm. you know, oh, we're we're just interested in um, we're just interested in like doing uh, Silent Hill now, or we're interested in doing Resident Evil again, or we're doing open world Resident Evil, or we're doing like we're doing Resident Evil, but instead of like zombies, it's economic collapse or mm-hmm. environmental collapse. Like it's just it feels like it's like it, you know those eighty it, well you know like the the sort of like action based John Carpenter films. Yeah, mm-hmm. it feels like it's that. The escapes. Yeah, the escapes, or even, or even, um, uh, uh, they live like where, where a big part <laughs> Assault of Assault on Precinct Thirteen. There you go. Oh God, don't watch that in twenty nineteen. It's fucked up. Uh, but like a big part of it is like a big part of it is like yeah, look, like this is just we're just having fun. Like it's it's scary, and there's something like not ideal about any of this, but like it's gonna be a blast to watch, and that's yeah. what I really liked seeing there. Like, that was that was cool. I feel like that's something that has been, um, I don't know, I feel like that's something that has been missing. I do gaming. too, and like, that's what I felt whenever I was watching the Deathloop trailer too, is like, wow, this game loves being a video game. Like, they, yeah. they are so excited to be a video game and not excited to be about a TV show or a media franchise or, you know, like anything else. Like, they wanna yeah. be a video game and they, they know what they're doing, and it was something different. And it was one of the first times lately that I've watched something that looks trying to be realistic and didn't look like action figures and didn't look um, like I feel like there's this gap in AAA games recently where it's like I don't want to play them because it's too close to be being realistic without being realistic and not like in a um, uncanny valley kind of way, but like it looks like you're an action figure in this world. Um, mm. Like, I don't want to feel like a toy. I want to feel, like, actually immersed. And I feel more immersed whenever I'm playing a cartoon character in a cartoon world than a realistic character in a realistic world at this point. Cause no, like... I think that's perfectly fair. I mean, it was, someone was someone posted something like, uh, oh, yeah, a friend of mine had, like, did, like, a uh, like a Drake meme. Uh, you know, that, that classic, that classic yeah, yeah. Drake meme. Um, but it was, like, it was, like, uh, a thing where it was, like, uh, Drake was saying no to a... Uh, to something where it was like you know a, a classic a classic motif that will stand the test of time, and then he was saying yes to photorealism that will be over in like you know that will be like tired in two years. Yeah, um, and, and I was like, you know what? That's actually like very true. Uh, yeah, 
this idea that like what we really need to see here is not like a unique game. What we really need to see is we need to make sure that we absolutely see uh, more detail and cl- get closer to the <laughs> uncanny valley finally being over. Whereas instead it's like, no, actually what I want to see is something unique. Yeah. Ghostwire felt like even though it was looking realistic and like it obviously is trying to be realistic that it had a style to it that could last even once the the graphics faded to mm-hmm. the, yeah. to the test of time. Like, I agree. I, I don't understand why like I feel like we're reaching that point where we see these games that have lived on and like we see that style lives on rather than the attempts at realism. And so like why aren't more games going towards that? It's just going to take I think it's going to take a long time before games uh kind of unhitch themselves from um from graphics. Yeah, are people excited about graphics? Like, are people excited to see realistic things? Yes, unfortunately. Oh, people love graphics. Like, not people who listen to this podcast, but yes. (laughs) People who listen to this podcast (laughs) hate graphics. (laughs) Um, They're sick of graphics. Like, it's a thing where, unfortunately, they wouldn't do it if it didn't work. And it works. Mm. Yeah, I think, like, I think the thing about... I think the thing about graphics is like you look at it and you say like man that looks like a movie I can play and for some people that is like a very very serious uh, mm. benefit like that's something they really want yeah like there's a reason that the Modern Warfare uh, judges demo uh, which is apparently very different from the E3 judges demo um, not the E3 judges the E3 demo for people who made appointments with um, the Call of Duty people there's a reason that the Modern Warfare judges demo uh, like half of the time was focused on like we made the gun sounds better, we made the guns <laughs> feel good, we made the guns into a character. It's because there we is made a... the guns into a character. <laughs> yes, that's that is pretty much for. Is that a literal one. thing? Yeah, that's something they said. Um, we want the guns to be a main character. Um, that's weird. Oh man, that's and like it's... I think almost only a thing in like Destiny where you try to be like a fantasy gun, like you try to be a sword where the swords are a character. Yeah, but uh, they don't want it loop uh, uh, it being loop based. That they want the gun to have its own distinctive characteristics. So they want you to. I, I mean, what we're going towards is that people will get PSD by playing PTSD by playing these games. Um, <laughs> well, that sounds like a hit. Yeah, but I mean, I <laughs> can't wait to play that one. If you know, if people didn't want this shit, it seems like they it wouldn't make so much money. Um, but the, these these advances are something that at least a portion of the market really wants. Hmm. Um, and it's hard to and, and it's hard to just dis- to decouple that from all the other shit that goes on in this country. Like that didn't come from nowhere. There is a whole culture about guns that makes Americans like this when it comes to guns. Um, uh, but that isn't to say that first-person shooters are, you know, unpopular overseas or anything. Like there is a there is a distinctive and pleasing feedback back loop that comes from the gameplay of these shooters, and it appears to be like the most lucrative feedback loop on the market. Like mm-hmm. MMOs don't even really have. I mean, the, the MMOs would be the second place behind first-person shooters, but even then, like. I don't think there's another MMO that's coming, though. I think MMOs... I can't yeah. imagine that there's another MMO that will ever um, surpass what WoW did, and WoW will never get that again. I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, there's WoW and there's Final Fantasy XIV, which are the only two subscription MMOs really left. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they are what they are, but then these first-person shooters just keep coming out. 
it, yeah. it feels like you know you're you're paddling against the tide trying to stop these first person shooters from dominating the industry so there's something there um it's not great uh it's not great when a when a, a team spends half the, the demo talking about how good the guns feel when the first half of the demo <laughs> was you shooting women to death and then being told that it was fine because she had a detonator um well sure <laughs> that's before, just true before yeah. we get into our disappointments i think this is like um do you mind oh, if I like talk about? Supposed to still be happy right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is on. this is our highlights. Do you mind if I mention something that's not necessarily a highlight? Something that's an unknown but was new to E3. That's mm-hmm. just kind of like was teased. That's kind yes, of yes, please. Um, is so, uh, as we know, maybe we know that I've played Overwatch before. I don't uh, know if any. If I've excuse me. <laughs> really, I'm not sure. Like, that's a video game, right? From Blizzard. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like I don't, don't know like, who makes games. I don't. You know. Like I don't. I don't play. Favorites. Try, please try to limit the the truly <laughs> bizarre things that you bring up on. The, I just like no one. No one's gonna know what that is. Um. But like announced at E3, I think announced at E3 was Bleeding Edge, um, which is a four v four third person melee combat game, which is similar to Overwatch in that it's like a hero based game but we don't really we haven't really seen too too much of it besides like the introduction to the heroes and it looks cool because it's like a fighting game but it seems to be like a a a hero based game that was in that was in the Xbox conference right yeah it was at Microsoft's E3 Microsoft's conference I like that because it, it was the first game that really fully signaled to me that everyone has tasted the blood in the water around Fallout and Borderlands and is coming to eat their aesthetic lunch because that game has a very, very, like, you know, specific aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It and looks it's like very... it's the child of Borderlands and Overwatch. Like, yeah, like yeah. Where, where can we land in between these two popular games? Yep, and I'm, like, and I'm all for it because I want those two franchises to die. Um, wow. Whoa. I mean, they're doing a good enough job by themselves. Um, Whoa. I don't, I don't need to. Someone just involved. got canceled. Oh, yeah. I, I just got Todd Howarded. Um, <laughs> well, he'll come up later. Don't worry about yeah. it. I thought you were going to say he'll come up. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, before we move on to disappointments, though, I do want to talk about uh, one other thing, which was during the Nintendo uh, Direct, which is that they have announced a sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't finished Breath of the Wild yet because I got my Switch after it had first launched. And just like, that's one of those games where I, I just feel like I haven't really been able to play single player games recently. Like if I want to play a video game, it's because I want to play with a friend. And it's mm. it's hard to, especially for that kind of game, it's like anytime I want to play, I want to be able to at least dedicate like two hours of time to playing it because you have to get back into the story and whatever. That's fair. But the whole Nintendo conference was amazing. We had that Breath of the Wild yeah. sequel. We had Luigi's Mansion 3, which I didn't watch any of because I know I'm going to play it. Luigi. I... <laughs> Luigi. Pokemon Whoa. Sword and Shield, I didn't watch any of it because I know I'm going to play it. Mm-hmm. Like, There's just like so many of these games. Animal Crossing, I didn't watch it because I'm going to play it. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> are, are y'all like I, that too? Where if you know you're gonna play something or gonna watch something, you don't watch the trailer? Like, why no. would I want to watch it? I'll I watch w- the trailer. I'll watch it less. <laughs> I absolutely will. Um, just because, like, I don't, I don't see any real reason not to. Like, I, 
Have you played I'm Animal sorry. Crossing? I don't know what before? I'm. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's sorry. the same that was, that every was the day. Why would you want to watch any bit of it before you get to play it? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I want to. I want to see what the graphics look like. I want to see what the gameplay is like. But I want to. I don't want any plot, and I don't want any. Um, I, I want nothing else besides that. I really, I really just want to see, like, okay, what is this going to look like? What is it going to play like? And now you can show me nothing ever again. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing with Nintendo games. It's like, do you know if you like Luigi's Mansion? Yes or no? Okay, you do. Why would you ever watch anything about Luigi's Mansion? Like, the only thing is, like, the theming <laughs> yeah. and the puzzles. So, like, why, why are you going to watch any bit of it? Like, you're only going to spoil it yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think you already know if you're going to like Luigi's Mansion 3 or not. John, why do you watch the trailers? Uh, mainly to get angry. Um, <laughs> John, I'm worried about you. <laughs> no, no, I, I watch them mainly because I have problems sticking with one game for too long, so uh, it doesn't really ruin... Like, I don't have, like, a spoiler thing, really. Um, I, I really want to see if this is something I want to spend time with, mm-hmm. uh, if it's something that i'm interested in like it took wolfenstein the new wolfenstein like two and a half trailers to convince me that that was something i wanted to play um and i'm glad it did yeah uh, so yeah i i, I mean I, I don't and i guess it's kind of a money thing because i don't usually have a, a a large budget that i'm willing to spend on games um and i don't i'm not able to pirate everything so it's at a point where you know i have to make choices about where my money goes mm-hmm. and so I want I want the most information, even if it gives me spoilers, because you know a spoiler really what what really matters if I see like a a plot point in a trailer. What I'm really concerned about is the stuff before and after it that makes that point matter, um, and if it matters as much as it does in the trailer. Uh, so I, I you know I watch everything. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I, I'm with you, Liv. I don't watch anything if I am uh, if I'm thinking I'm going to play it. Yeah, uh, I'll watch like like with so for instance with um, with Astral Chain, I watched a little bit of that trailer because I was like, this looks cool. I'd like to know a little more about it. And then when I watched enough of it to know like this is my jam, I am going to really enjoy this. I I stopped. I was like, yeah, no, that's enough. I that's how <laughs> I was with Luigi's Mansion Three. I watched thirty seconds of it, and I was like, okay, that's enough. I'm gonna buy this game. Like, it, you know, like it's <laughs> just Gooigi. it's still Luigi's Mansion. She saw Luigi. Yeah, I saw Luigi in uh, picture format. I didn't need to yeah, watch see? it in gameplay. See, that's but fine. You need to see Luigi in motion to see all the all the all the. And boxes. I will, whatever the game's released. <laughs> <laughs> like I I don't understand like. Who's going to be sold on a Nintendo game at this point? I think you know. Yeah. Except for like Cadence of Hyrule, like I heard people were excited about yeah. it today, so now I'll buy it. Like, but otherwise, like I don't really know anything about the that kind of game, so I don't know. No, that's fair. I mean, it's. I think yeah. I think Nintendo games are, and actually, I just spent an hour the 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 episode I recorded before this, like I was talking, it was mostly about Nintendo games, and like I think Nintendo games are this weird thing where like. Ultimately, they are a game, they are a thing where you're just like either you like them and you will be buying all of them and that's just what's going to happen, or uh, they're not your jam and mm-hmm. you're not going to buy them. And like I feel like on a certain level, <laughs> that makes that makes it very easy and very hard for them to advertise. Where it's like, yeah, no, like a, 
you want to buy this? Do you, you probably know if you want to buy this? Uh, yeah. Well, um, I think they have new yeah. things now where it's like you can sell the Switch on Doom or you can sell the Switch on Astral yeah. Chain or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the so Switch they were able to sell every the, game. Yeah. The Switch is, I think, I'm going to say probably my favorite game system of all time in terms of library. Nice. Um, I, mean, I mean, like, what does it not mm-hmm. have? Morrowind. Uh, Morrowind. <laughs> Release Morrowind on Switch. <laughs> Do it now, Todd. <laughs> Todd. Todd's too busy talking to his new friend. Yeah, yeah. there's still Skyrim. There's still Skyrim on Switch. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not sure how... Well, not for me, at least. I mean, I'm one of the few people who bought a Wii U. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just been sitting, like, half attached to my TV for, like, five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't have a Switch. I'm, you know, doing the math to see if I can get a Switch right now. Uh, I'm going to have to get a Switch after seeing that Nintendo Direct. Not just because of uh, Astral Chain or because of some of the Smash stuff, because I love Ga- Banjo-Kazooie, um, but because of the Breath of the Wild reveal, and I haven't played the first Breath of the Wild yet. I've, I've, well, I've played it, but not like on my console. I went over to someone's house and played it. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's a just classic a, way to play video games. Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel like I'm 15 again. Um, it's one of those things where, like, you know, there's just been a, you know, a propensity of games that have built up that have made it so I need to buy this console and do this thing. Hmm. Uh, and the Wii U never had oh, the Wii U never had that, and I'm not even sure the Wii ever had that. The Wii was just, you know sort of a weird outlier. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't even really have a... I mean, I have a soft spot for Skyward Sword, but not that much of a soft spot. Um, so no, I, I think that the Switch has been fantastic and a great thing for Nintendo. And I think it's been good for people who ha- are like lapsed Nintendo fans who are coming yeah. back. I would count myself among that. I like Nintendo, but I was I had like not... I was not like playing a bunch of Nintendo games. I think that's one hundred percent true. Like I, I was definitely sort of, you know, not as interested in Nintendo as I was before, and, and this has certainly changed it for me. Like I'm pretty into whatever they're selling at this point. Yeah, I think I'm the luckiest video game player of all time. Like I have yeah. the GameCube. That's probably true. That's definitely true. <laughs> and then the next generation, I didn't have any money to buy a game console, so I read that books. And then I went to school, and then whenever I got out of grad school, the Switch came out. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty enough. lucky. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you got out of grad school. That's luck. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> that's, that's skill. <laughs> grad skill. school claims a piece of all of us, whether yeah. you get a degree or not. <laughs> yeah, you never really leave grad school. <laughs> Um, not. Well, yeah. Um, so we've talked about our our things we love. Let's Forty th- minutes of positive content. Let's knock I think out. We were positive and sorry. Never say that time. we can't do positive content. <laughs> People have said it. Um, let's see if we could just uh, spend uh, twenty minutes being super negative. I I can't imagine we can. Can do we it. go for thirty? Uh, we can give it a try. All right. Um, so I am interested in what you guys didn't like about E3, uh, and this time I'm going to start with John. John, what did you not like about E3? <laughs> I'm not sure if not like is the right language, because I, I find it really funny and enjoyable, but the Avengers looks like crap. That really? Avengers you're not, game looks not like interested? dog shit. Wow, um, okay. And, and like Strong the, words from our foremost Avengers fan. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the MCU guy here, I think. I'm the pretty comics sure. fan. I'm yeah. the guy who reads comics and watches the superhero films. But no, they, they uh this game's been in dev for like two years, two and a half years, something like that. 
Um, and they came to E3 with a presentation that was entirely like, do you know who the Avengers are? <laughs> like, uh, nice. you know, th- like a month and a half to two months after Endgame dropped and was the biggest film of all time. They, they're like, here is what Captain America was. Did you know he was frozen on ice? Tony Stark. He has money. He's a millionaire. And the, like, no kidding. The, uh, the reveal for that had very little to no gameplay. I think actually literally no gameplay in the Avengers reveal, but it did have like five minutes of these impossibly hot uh, voice actors. It, it it bothers me how hot voice actors are now. Like Troy <laughs> Baker is too hot to be a voice actor. Like it makes me feel like like recording things as a voice actor means I need to like be at the gym five hours a day. You might. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but they they were like talking about their their. Um, their takes on the character and it was obvious that like these poor voice actors were being asked to like vamp for time like <laughs> we need you to fill five to seven minutes of this press conference with you talking about tony stark is rich but he's sad about things and you know it wasn't their fault like they were just doing you know what they had to do but it, it was utterly ridiculous and uh, apparently, when you, they uh, when people got in to play the Avengers at the demo, it was just a very short. Um, it's a third-person action game. Thor flies around. He has uh, three abilities on recharge. Uh, one is like his hammer shoots a lightning bolt. One is his hammer shoots an AOE lightning bolt, an area effect lightning bolt, and the other is like he destroys everything on the screen or something. Mm. Um, and that's Thor. And then like. Once you're done being Thor, it cinematically transitions you to playing Iron Man, who controls slightly differently. And this does not seem like it feels like the game on the Switch, um, Ultimate Marvel Three, or what is it called? The uh, I don't remember Marvel Marvel Ultimate Mul- Heroes or something um, like that. Uh, yes, it's the one where you run around and get Diablo loot. It's basically a uh, it's a co-op game. It's a party game, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that looks like a better representation of everything Marvel is going for than the Avengers. Hmm. Um, All right. I, I, I think it's great that they don't have the licenses for the faces of the actors anymore, uh, mainly because it would be <laughs> bad for everyone if, like, Robert Downey Jr. was just in your head forever as Iron Man. Because, Jesus Christ. Well, I think he always will be. And I think it was a brave choice to release a soulless game that didn't at least have the likenesses of the yeah, people I, that people know them as. I mean, I'm, I'm it, guessing that Robert Downey Jr. was like, you need to give me $2 million or no. Well, it had no it. it had no style to it. Like, yeah. it, it, there's so many other ways that you could release an Avengers game and it have character to it. But there was just, it was truly soulless. Like, it was like, okay, I'm watching an Avengers movie. Oh, wait, no, these are not the Avengers I know. Like, they were, it, they but, were already But that's talking. the secret of the game. There's, yeah. They're, they're, they're already, intruders. They were already talking about how, like, every character outside of the starting five is DLC or something. Oh, boy. Very um, cool. I love very that. Very cool. It's great. Uh, we love be, DLC. And there would be, it would be, it's going to be a live service game because everything's a live service game now, right? There's going to be mm-hmm. new, S, new areas added after launch, that sort of thing. Um, but I feel like everyone was expecting this game to come to the show with a real gameplay hit that would justify it, and uh, I feel like it failed on every conceivable level. Mm. On at least on at least the uh, the 
presentation that we saw. Okay. Um, and then I, but I didn't hear from any games journalists that posted their thoughts online about uh, actually playing it at the demo booth uh, that it brought that back. They, I think they were just like, uh, it's more like that, I guess. I guess for me, like, it's, I could see the game being okay. Like, I could mm-hmm. see it being fine. Um, I think it's fun to have, like, a, I think it's nice to have an Avengers game that isn't free to play or isn't, doesn't live in the Diablo style universe. Um, on the other hand, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to make a claim that it was anything but kind of like phoned in. Um, I guess I mean which is it's a just, shame. It's just like uh, licensed games have gotten a lot more prestigious recently. Like the Spider-Man game was a huge deal for PS4 and Sony. Like that was that was probably their best game last year. It's certainly mm-hmm. their best exclusive last year. Yeah. Like, these licensed games have become a huge thing. It's like, it's not like the Batman Begins game for PS2 or PS3 or whatever, where you're just running through corridors that were obviously, like, stolen from another project that the ga- that the company canceled and is repurposed for this game, which is now somehow half sewer. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, that... W- <laughs> Life yeah, games are of course a new thing, and we didn't all play sneaking for Burger King. Cool spot. I did not play sneaking because I was an idiot. Did you play Cool um, Spot though? No, I didn't. Um, well, I did. Yeah. I think my roommate <laughs> in missed, college did play. You sneaking. missed the golden age of sponsored content for. I think I the idiot the now. <laughs> um, the only other thing, the only other disappointment that's really worth mentioning on. Um, in my time here, is that uh, everyone... <laughs> before you die? Or? Before I die. Is that everyone who is involved with creating a Fallout Battle Royale should just resign. Mm-hmm. Just go away. Forever. I'm done. Tr- uh, Liv, you're up. Wow. Oh, wow. That was remarkably quick as far as uh, Fallout went. I thought you were going to be there for a while. Absolutely yeah. not. Well, have... since we're already talking about Fallout, uh, I guess my... There's... I think it's hard to say what my disappointments were because, like, I think what most people were excited for was, like, Cyberpunk 2077, which I was super excited about whenever it was first teased maybe five years ago, something, a really long time ago before I even moved cities. Um, whenever I first it found out It was quite a while ago, yeah. Yeah, it was a long time ago in my, uh, in my life. Like, there was multiple life events at least. Um... But, like, at that point, I can't say I'm, like, disappointed in that because I didn't really play the Witcher games. And, like, I don't know. Like, it kind of lost its appeal to me over time. But the Elon Musk, Todd Howard interview was <laughs> a low point for me. And just in terms of gaming in general, like, where Elder Scrolls has kind of had a, a spot in my heart for sure. Um, and it just gets completely erased uh, with not that I thought that Todd Howard was like this amazing uh, genius or anything like that, but just saying Todd, seeing Todd Howard be so excited about Fallout Shelter being in the Elon Musk Tesla cars is just <laughs> tr- truly a low spot in my gaming experience. There's no soft spot for Bethesda anymore. That's just gone. That's, it is that very a sad thing to see. Yeah. It was it just is, like all these like uh, just 
like where you think that Todd Howard probably has really good ideas, like yeah. you know, like coming from like Morrowind or something like that. Like yeah. you know, they had to trick him into making Morrowind, right? <laughs> yeah, well, they, had to, they had to they had a pitch for Morrowind, and Todd was um, being taught about it. They described it as Dark Crystal meets Star Wars. And they that said Star good. Wars. And, yeah, uh, the the uh, <laughs> the line is that if you described anything it's as meets Star Wars to Todd Howard in that period, that he'd just okay it. <laughs> and they did that. And I think that was a better idea it. than now. Like, I yeah. think uh, well, he Star Wars at that time period seems okay. But I'm just saying, like, you think that at some point he would have had good ideas. And then, like, seeing him now, and it's like all these men who just... It seems like they truly have no original ideas, and they're all like wanting each other's approval. And you yeah. just see them all like looking at each other, and they're like, "Whose approval are we vying for here? Like, whose legitimacy is at stake here?" And all of them are just like complete idiots. And you get to watch it in real time. Yes, um, I love to watch Cuphead that you get to play in your car when you're apparently idling in your Why car. Why are there video games in cars? I truly don't know. Like, if you're ever stuck in a car, hopefully your car is able to charge a phone, which can also play a video game. I I don't understand. I don't understand why you would put a tablet that's specific to your car mm-hmm. in mean, and then play Cuphead. It's, it's, it's talking, tr- mm-hmm. truly the loser's game. This is whenever <laughs> people bullied people in school for playing video games, this is what they should have bullied them for. This is truly the worst. Yeah, fair enough. This is the video games that people should be bullied for, and I will stick to that. If you play video games in your Tesla car, I believe that I could beat you up, and yeah. I, I think you, you should. Can, and, or you could just wait for them to explode. Yes. No, or you should I will beat wait them up. someone puts a sticker in the road that leads your automatic <laughs> driving car into, into oncoming traffic. Because yep. um, that's what's going to happen, because you're... You're taking advice from people who are also losers, just like you, for buying a Tesla car and playing Cuphead in your car. It feels like if texting while driving is illegal, then having video games installed in the f- you know fucking framework of your car. Well, it's not even like in the, it's not even in the framework. It's like this like tablet that's like tacked oh, you... onto your car. It's like oh, so it's you have tr- to buy a peripheral. <laughs> Fuck! It's truly the loser's car. It's. A, a loser game for loser people who like who has the money to be such a loser i i want to be three them all up. tesla owners who are still listening to this <laughs> go fuck yourselves no wait <laughs> no, no they're wait, not donating money to you first. they're donating to tesla i'm okay if you're a tesla owner and you're still listening to this then i am uh what's it called uh you're my pay pig now i am fin doming <laughs> you you're a loser and i deserve your money wow I they like they liked hearing that though. All right. Yeah, fuck. Very yeah. cool. Give me your money. <laughs> Patreon. Yeah, dot com so... slash no cartridge. Patreon dot com slash live live live. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got that ad spot in. Um, my disappointment. Uh, I don't even know how I follow up that, but my disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my disappointment was uh, the Star Wars game, and not because like I expected mm. anything out of the Star Wars game. Um, but because I realized watching it that um, I don't really care about Star Wars anymore. And well, that was I sort of that. a disappointing moment sad. for me. Well, whenever yeah. I was watching the Lego Star Wars trailer, I was like, this has a lot of character. Like, this looks uh, like what I remember Star Wars being when I was a kid, whenever I was excited about Star Wars. And maybe I would play the Lego Star Wars game, but I wouldn't play any realistic Star Wars game. Yeah, it seems it just seems like kind of a boring game to me. 
Um, I don't see any reason why I should be excited about it. Um, I could just go ahead and play like any given uh, cover shooter, and it would be mm. just the same. No, I'm not sure um, that's true. I mean, it's it's obviously a third person melee game, which may or may not have depth. I'm not sure. He doesn't. He didn't have a blaster in anything we saw, but it's 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 like you're just like playing the first season of Star Wars Rebels from the Disney Channel, or something like this. Whole thing where a white dude is a, a white teen male is between the third and fourth uh, episode three and episode four of Star Wars, and has to you know do terrorism shit to fight the Empire while all of the main characters of the franchise are off screen has been done like three or four times. Um, now that you describe it that way, what, that centers the white male, I like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good, <laughs> just, great. Just kidding. Also, um, wall running. Have you you remember the Remedy? They do wall, bleh, wall running. running. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I liked it, but, you know, I also realized that I'm just a fucking sucker for Star Wars. I mean, um, I really like Remedy. I want I want to like what they put out. Like I I think they're a really good team and uh they do good work and it would be cool if um you know the team that made Apex and Titanfall 2 and everything like I would, it would be really great to see them do justice to a Star Wars game. I just like I don't think like I've been saying this whole time uh, when people ask me like I I'm saying like I'm not optimistic about um Respawn, Cyber- respawn, not remedy. Respawn. Oh yeah, that sounded wrong. Um, sorry, everyone. Uh, but my fuck up. I've been, I've been kind of thinking to myself. You know, like I'm, I'm not optimistic at all about uh, Cyberpunk. But mm-hmm. I'll play it. Like I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll play it. Like I'm gonna have to. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. I'll play it. All right, you're gonna play but, it. Yeah, I'll play it. I won't play it then. Okay, cool. Um, um okay. but the. Like I am not gonna play. I'm just not gonna play. Uh, I'm not gonna play um, uh, the Star Wars game. Like, I I'll no, play the Star I Wars no game. Interest. I'll take that bullet for this podcast. All it right, looks great. like um, the most interesting Star Wars thing I've seen in a while. Ooh, that's a burn. Um, yeah, probably. Like, uh, it looks fine. It looks fine. I don't think that it furthers my interest in Star Wars. I don't think I would play it. But it looks mm-hmm. more interesting than a lot of Star Wars stuff I've seen recently. My thing about Fallen Order is that this is an EA project uh, because EA has the Star Wars license. Uh, this game should be the Star Wars Mass Effect that Mass Effect originally was. Mass Effect had the Star Wars license for like half of its development. Oh, and then it that's lost funny. It. Um, you can see that in the fact that Spectres are basically just fucking Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um and that all the systems work the same, like the Paragon and Renegade meter is a light side, dark side meter, that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, and you'd think that a Mass Effect Star Wars, where it's you know half uh, dating sim, half RPG, third person shooter RPG, uh, would be money. But Bioware hasn't delivered in like four games, three games. Um, so you just can't like it's a thing where yes respawns thing is the wall running the third person combat the the really the really great movement and traversal abilities and thing but i feel like at least at some point bioware was like no you can't do a bioware game without being bioware and there was (laughs) politics there uh but i feel like this project would be a lot better if respawn was allowed 
to try to do a Bioware RPG because then we wouldn't have the guy who looks like the third place, uh, the third place finalist for Spider-Man in the new movies as the protagonist. <laughs> We'd have you know players actually being able to choose who they are. Um, and honestly, nothing about the the gameplay we saw. Like the gameplay looked fine, but the plot was just basic. Okay, attack an imperial base. Bullshit. And he had a cute little robot follower. Fine, because everyone has a cute little robot follower now to sell merchandise. <laughs> slightly related to the game. Um, Sorry, I'm driving away my motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. so, I'm so mad. 2077 in the that. background. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm taking a ride. <laughs> I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it under protest. I completely understand having it as the most dis- disappointing presentation because it was honestly disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it's just a drag. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm sure it'll be super popular. Uh, it's just something that it you know really doesn't appeal to me anymore. I'm, I'm hoping it's actually single player and they're not hiding some games of service bullshit because. Even if I'm disappointed, I can at least enjoy, you know, 20 hours or 16 hours or 14 and a half hours or 12 hours of, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jedi lightsabering around and getting beat up by some um, Imperial lady, I guess. They've sort of spoiled who the big bad Listen, is. Listen, if any Imperial ladies are listening to this podcast and want to beat me up, just... Have, uh, I, have we already listed my ad on this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it was for Findom. That's not really related <laughs> to this. I would, you know, it, it's it's good that you're open about wanting just to be beaten up by Imperial ladies, John. Like I feel like yeah, thank people you. are yeah, too great. worried about putting their their fetishes around. <laughs> really, I'm they a hero. Get canceled, yeah. Uh, so it's this cool to me a, that you did that. A sex positive podcast. Mm, that's right, sex positive. That's my new podcast wow. with Erica Bowen. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't think I do. It's the OJ sex toy person. Yeah, yeah. That's the sex. Uh, yeah, the, the sex toy review comic. That's really yeah, bad. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. know what that is. <laughs> that's why I started coughing. Um, that's not any good. Case, yeah, it's not great. But um, well, is there anything else that stood out to you guys about E three? I um. What stands out to me about E3, this, this is a, a kind of a dumb thing to say, probably, but, like, I keep getting surprised that there was more than I knew about. Like, I yeah. keep hearing about games, and I'm just like, what? what? That game was there? That sounds cool. I... Well, there's so many games I found out about today, because, like, I, I really, like, was able to look at E3 stuff for the first time today, because I've been working all week, and I'm mm-hmm. just exhausted whenever I get home. Um... And I watched, like, a top 20, like, announcement videos of E3, and there was, like, a video that was... I truly wish I could remember the name of this game now. That it was, like, the a mix between Animal Crossing and your... Uh, the, sh- the captain of the ships oh, of the dead. Like yeah, I saw that. The dead. That game looked, looked really cool. It looked really cool. And, like, I found out about Deathloop for the first time today, which should have, I think, been, like, a major game that I saw on my timeline, despite the fact that I couldn't watch anything from E3. And I was so excited. And, like, I hadn't seen anything from... What was the game that I mentioned? Bleeding Edge. Mm. Um, like, I hadn't heard about that game at all, either. And I feel like I only heard about these games that I didn't really care about, like Cyberpunk 2077, and, like, all the Keanu stuff, and... <laughs> 
Fucking Keanu. <laughs> Which, like, that's not a disappointment for me now at this point, because, like, I don't think it's a game for me. I don't think it's made for me. I think it's made for the people who like The Witcher. I think it's made for... Yeah that crowd i don't think it's made for which is sad it's sad that like cyberpunk isn't a a genre that is for a progressive crowd because i feel like that's Uh, what it should be i mean it hasn't been for a long time well right but i think that it should evolve i you know like that's kind of the the idea of the genre um not that sci-fi has always been sci-fi it should be progressive um and not that it always has historically been that women and people of color have been left out of the genre forever. Um, uh, among the other uh, things that are going on with <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, like the, the transphobic stuff in that game. And, it, you know, like that's... If the genre is going to be for anyone, then it should be a, for a progressive crowd. And it's weird that it's for these people that are I guess mostly cishet white males and yeah that's that's bizarre I don't understand what it offers to them I am still angry that their press people were the ones who came up with the idea that they could just hire Keanu Reeves and make all their problems go away because that has happened um Keanu Reeves being the dude who is selling cyberpunk is now the narrative around that game I Yeah. yeah I think so too and I think that's kind of like the idea of John Wick that people don't want to talk about is that like Keanu is this personality and now it's okay that there's this whole franchise that's not that it's not a fun action franchise but it's like the main point is violence is fun and like you know like there's there's other ways to sell violence is fun <laughs> other than you know I mean, shooting people. I'm, I find it difficult to blame Keanu for not knowing about the discourse around CD Projekt Red but yeah, I don't expect yeah. him to, but um, I think yeah. that he has an agent that could probably do the research yeah. and probably uh, report back. He's, yeah. <laughs> the agent is unwilling so, to do the research. Yeah, so I'm not super sold on that. And, like, I don't – I think that the discourse around Keanu recently has been kind of weird in general and, and not because of – not at his fault, but that people are weird about him in general. The whole, yeah, the whole does he or does he not support uh, uh, Palestine, and if he does, is he still, like, a good movie star? Is he canceled? Like, it's just like... Yeah, that's the least of it. People filming him on the subway, people like, people being, like, pro-Keanu because he's so woke for offering women a seat on the subway, people tweeting about him that he's like uh, deeply unattractive and that he doesn't deserve oh, being an, God, uh, that, an actor. Yeah. Like it's both sides of it are just like so deeply creepy. Like just let people do their job and like his only job is to act and like <laughs> Turns it's, out he's not your friend. Fucking insane. Yeah, just don't be weird about celebrities. Like I <laughs> Look, I mean, there, the problem is there's a multi-million dollar industry around being weird about celebrities. Don't film like, him. Don't don't say other human beings are irreversibly ugly. Just just be normal. <laughs> I will never be normal. <laughs> Ever. I can't believe you're asking people to stop saying that people are irreversibly ugly. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. That's weird of me. That's such a... That a... is weird of you. I agree. <laughs> That's so weird of you. Um, treat people with with respect. If he's uh, 
anti-Palestine, then like, sure, let's talk about that. But uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I did like the 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 funniest thing about the the Palestine discourse. I thought was um, the fact that uh, the the uh, the one person who did show up on the um, the little the the because like it turned out that Keanu had not shown up on the like on the sheet where everyone said like you know we support Israel above all uh, of, of of her foes or whatever. Um, Keanu did not show up on it, but. Uh, uh, Benji and Joel Madden from Good Charlotte did. Yeah, that sounds about right. You don't have to clarify who Look, Joel and Benji. I, it's Madden. for the like, audience. There's only it's one Benji. For you. <laughs> like I'm from Maryland. Waldorf, Maryland is like 20 miles south of my hometown. I know who those fuckers are. But what's well, funny let's to not me, say fuckers. That's a pretty strong word. For, no, it's not. Uh, for, they were, for the people they were, who did Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. Uh, yeah, that uh, an important so an important track. Um, no, I just thought it was funny that like. We, you know, the 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 questions were all about Keanu, and the people were like, "Oh, hey, look, the good Charlotte guy signed this." And I was like, "This is where I want this to go. I want us the just good, to think about yeah. the good Charlotte guys, and okay. that will be the end of our lives." The good Charlotte guys suck. That's what I think about. Like, whenever I think about like Doom, I'm like, "Why is no one ever asked about the fact that they made like they started making Doom in my hometown? No one's ever asked about Shreveport. No one's ever asked about me." Come on, ask about me whenever you're talking to the Doom guys. I think everyone should be asking about you. I also think, like, <laughs> if, if anyone's not asking about you, other people should be uh, yelling at them and saying, why aren't you well, asking about Liz? I think they should be canceled. I think that's the end of that. I think so. <laughs> John, do you disagree? No. Are you, are you willing to become canceled? <laughs> I'm just really angry about the good Charlotte guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think my E3 thoughts in general are I'm super excited about Astral Chain. I'm super excited about all the Nintendo stuff, but I didn't watch more than two minutes of any of it because I know I'm going to buy all of it and I'm really excited about it because I I honestly haven't been excited about a video game coming out since... All right. Well, wow. <laughs> which I mean, which 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 ex- which uh, expansion speaks for itself. I was excited about my Switch coming, and like I was excited about Let's Go Eevee coming out, and the the Katamari release coming out for Switch. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what the last like big release that I was able to experience with everyone else is. I don't think there's been a big release since I was able to have a Switch and play games with everyone else. Hmm. Is there anything that I'm missing? What happened in the big releases since I've been able to play video games again? Uh, uh loot boxes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of indie games. Yeah, I've. Uh, I don't know. I've been playing indie games, but I don't think there's been any big indie game that I've been like on the cusp of release of. Like, I I feel like I missed. Uh, Sekiro, like, that didn't really seem like a game that was for me, so, like, I saw everyone posting about that, and I had, like, severe FOMO that, like, everyone seemed to be experiencing this video game thing that I was out on, and so, like, I'm so excited that there's, like, multiple releases coming within this next year that I feel like I'll be playing at the same time as everyone else for the first time, which I don't think I've really felt since, like, a World of Warcraft release, so that was probably, like, 2017? twenty six. 2017, I believe. World of Warcraft Classic. It's coming, gamers. Are you excited for World of Warcraft Vanilla, Liv? Uh, excited is a strong word. <laughs> I 
I it think sure I'll, is. <laughs> I think I'll play you it when a it long comes way out. of saying no. <laughs> well, uh, my boyfriend played World of Warcraft too, but I've never gotten to play it with him before. So like, I'm excited to be able to like roll a new character with him and experience some things that like I got to experience for the first time as like a, a teenager, and he got to experience for the first time as a teenager, but together. So that part of it's cool for me. Um, All right. Well, I have one last question for you. What are you gonna <laughs> roll? I. I, I think I would have to do research into that because I'm a well I'm a druid main and like boomkins weren't uh, weren't really playable in vanilla so I will either I don't know what I'll be able to level as because like now whenever you play World of Warcraft you could play like a, a healer druid and be able to level through stuff but like in vanilla you couldn't play a healer and level through stuff you had to play like a DPS so I I don't know I don't know hmm. what I'll roll Maybe right. uh maybe an arms warrior. I'll play a fighter. Yeah, I love the the fighter class in World of Warcraft. Mm, yeah. That's my <laughs> Is that a class? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's the joke, Trev. <laughs> I, listen, I don't know Liv will tell you I don't know a lot about World of Warcraft. I will tell everyone that you know nothing about World of Warcraft. No, that's a little strong. I think I know one thing about World yeah, of Warcraft. Yeah, he now knows there's not a fighter class. That's true. That, that's correct. I do know that. Um, I don't know a lot, though. Um, I would love to stream World of Warcraft uh, Classic whenever it comes out, though. Oh, we probably should. All right, we're, we're now we're just chatting. So, um, <laughs> Patch notes. And how uh, dare oh, we expose uh, the fans to that? How dare we be friends? I hate being friends and chatting. Uh, I did want to ask you guys, what are mm. the games you're playing this week? Oh, Path no. of Exile. And Liv, why is it Why is it? Uh, <laughs> why is it Overwatch? <laughs> well, everyone else go first. Okay, all right. I'll start. Um, Path of Exile has released a new expansion, Legion. Um, I am a sucker and a fiend for Diablo 2-like games. Uh, Path of Exile is easily the best on the market. Um, it is fantastic. I've been playing it a lot, uh, wasting my life, hating the Ascendancy Trials, hating the Labyrinth. Um, Path of Exile fans will know what that means. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic game. It's one of the best. It, I think it's probably the best free to play game there is out there, hmm. uh, based on how the economy works. How the um, I mean, Warframe is probably number two, but it's a little bit more abusive in the uh, later stages than Path of Exile is. Um, they've done a really good job on making their money off cosmetics rather than things that speed up mechanical things. Or there's no timers. There's no um, you have to spend uh, money currency to unlock mechanics. You know, it, it's it's a very good game. I, and, and the the uh, the buyback for that, the re the way they justify it is that, of course, that it resets every three months. If you want the new content, you have to start a new character every three months, and that hmm. will inspire you perhaps to spend more money on the game. And I think that's a much better way of approaching the free to play model than pay to wins type stuff especially in a PvE game rather than a PvP game. Mm -hmm. um, my biggest problem with Path of Exile, of course, is that the writing is like gratuitously depressing. If you find a character that you like, uh, they will get murdered, probably disgraced before getting murdered. Um, it sounds cool. Yeah, it's, you know, 
at this point, though, I just click through it. <laughs> I don't listen to story stuff uh, because the gameplay is 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 very on point. Hmm. Um, I will say though, it's one of those games where I play for like a week and a half to two, maybe three weeks, and I like max out what I want to do that season. Understand fully because they introduce like a new mechanic every season. This season, it's you talk, you touch these shrines and a bunch of people frozen in time appear who are trying to kill each other like two sides of a huge army they appear and you have to attack them uh while a timer ticks down 20 second timer and there are certain characters among the frozen people who will drop great shit like elsa freeze them yes like elsa um with the song the lady from the song from disney um and Basically, you have to... It's sort of like a, a strategy thing where you unfreeze the people that you want to fight, mm-hmm. uh, the people who have the good drops, and the timer runs out, and then you have to fight them all and kill them all, all at once. Um, and there have been previous gimmicks, which were like... There was one that was like like a conspiracy uh, thread board that Charlie Day would have. Um, there was another one that was like you go down into a mine and get fucked up a lot because you don't have a torch... Um, and you have to basically like take a mine cart and set it on fire and follow it down cool. a track. And if you wandered out of the light, you get killed. That sort of thing. Uh, so they, they're they're doing a really good job of coming up with uh, new gimmicks for every season. Uh, it's a fun game. Has a lot of mechanics. It's free to play. Uh, it's it's not a timer based game. It's not a game that forces you to spend money to win. Um, I'll probably be playing it for another week or two, and uh, then I'll take a break until the next season comes out. Makes sense. Cool. Um, I'll have to try that at some point. I've been meaning to, to give that yeah. a go at some point or another. I, uh, I'm famously, not famously, but I am not particularly, like, invested in uh, Diablo likes, but I, yeah, will, I will happily it, play it. It's a good game to play while you're watching something on a second monitor or on a, or on a television or something. Um, like, there's points where you have to pay attention, and those are the good, like, big points of the game. Um, but if you want to play a game while doing something else, uh, I'd say it's better than a clicker. Hmm. That's a really fucked up uh, recommendation, but it's better than a clicker. It's That's really than weird. That's really weird because we all love clickers here, John. It's messed up yeah. that you'd say that. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's true. Um, cool. All right, great. Um, Liv, what's yours? Uh, I think the only video game I've played in the last week has been Overwatch. I've uh, I started taking a drawing class. <laughs> I've been IRL um, mapping via drawing. Uh, <laughs> I've been IRL what? Bapping? Mapping. Oh, I thought you said bapping, like what's bapping? No, I, I was, was like, not are you doing, doing a meme on the show? I am truly. I promise I to not do a meme on the show. If I ever do a meme on the show. Hit me up in the comments. I will Venmo you. I will. I will make it up to you in whatever way I can. Liv will um, Venmo you if she doesn't meme. <laughs> <up. laughs> um, I don't think I've really played anything besides Overwatch. I think I may have like checked in on a few indie games, but nothing that I won't feel like I can really like review significantly or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think I've mostly been reading. I've been really good exhausted from work this week. Uh, not good. Yeah, not good. But other than that, I've been like taking a drawing class, which has been fun. Cool. Um, well, that's lovely. Um, what have you been up to, Trev? 
I have been playing a lot of um, Slay the Spire, which uh, I was I was very uh, non-committal about Slay the Spire for a long time. I didn't think I would enjoy it, um, and I, I kind of like pushed back on playing it for a while. And uh, it turns out it's very good. Um, it's an excellent game. It's very fun. It's like a it's a deck builder. Uh, so like basically you have a little deck of cards that constitute your attacks and your defenses and uh, you know they, they refresh every time you start a new battle um, but you know how you deal with that deck in the battle itself you know drawing and everything is uh, is very particular um, but it's great it's uh, it's very fun um, it's super addictive and the nice thing about it is it um, it has a really, really good, like, uh, oh, you know, just like, I'll just do one more turn kind of thing. Like, where you get to a certain point and you're like, oh, I died, or oh, I finished this battle or whatever, and you just think, eh, I'll just do one more. Um, so it's nice. It's very calming for me. I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, I would recommend it to anyone. It's it's old at this point. Um, uh-huh. Oh, and the other game, this is, this is kind of, I'm kind of uh, double dipping here, but... Um, the other game I will say is uh, is very much worth your time. Is um, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, I always forget the name of it. Uh, Hypnospace Solitaire. Outlaw. No. All right. Uh, it's Hypnospace Outlaw, which I just finished this week, and is it's from 2019. Uh, if you remember the old internet, if you remember the internet of like 1999, uh, like Internet mm-hmm. 1.0, uh, or even yes, if you we don't, all listen to Charlie XCX. Yeah, at right. Charlie XCX, if you want to come on, no cartridge after dark. I Absolutely, would please be come happy on. To if you, if um, so you're asking me, Trev, if I remember the internet of like Net Zero. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and that if you remember that at all, or if you sort of like enjoy adventure games, it's just a it's just a really smart game. It's very good um, and it's very fun. And I think um, I think everyone should play it. I think it's uh, it's really smart and it it. It is creative in a way that I don't think. I don't know. I don't think I've seen a game be that creative in a long time, um, in terms of its storytelling and what it's willing to to trust to you. Um, so yeah, I mean, Slay the Spire is is a very traditional deck builder. It's super fun, um, but I would say if you're looking for something a little different, Hypnospace Outlaws is, is where I would go. And I think that's it. Um, Sounds good. Oh, shit. Um, The reason I thought of Remedy Entertainment... Let me make sure this is correct. Yes. (laughs) The reason I thought of Remedy Entertainment instead of Respawn for the Star Wars game was because I am psyched about Control, which is the game coming out from Remedy Entertainment, the makers of the Max Payne games, and I believe, like, uh, Quantum, whatever that was. Control looks really cool. Yeah. Um, It looks great. I will forgive it for having a crafting system, but it looks like a great single-player um, shooter question mark with, like, uh, did anyone here play PsyOps? PsyOp, uh, the game no. with the Breaking Benjamin contra- uh, soundtrack. That was Halo. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Halo did absolutely have a Breaking Benjamin song. PSYOPs, The Mind Gate Conspiracy was the name of the game. It was released Jeez. in 2000. How do we make it through the 2000s? I don't know. This game was awesome. Um, it wasn't awesome. It was bullshit. But it had psi power, so it felt great. You could like pick enemies up and throw them across the screen. Um, and it feels like Control is making good on a lot of the promises of PSYOPs. 
while not having a terrible soundtrack or a terrible story or a really bad control scheme. And I really love that. Cool. Well, I think my, my okay. last... Okay. Uh, no, my please. last thing that I... I don't really want to say that I'm, like, super excited for, like, I will for sure play, but, like, looks like something that's, like, not my genre that I'm more excited to play than would normally be is Outer Worlds, which... Yeah. Um... It looks like yeah. a like the Fallout New Vegas kind of style game um, from Obsidian, uh, like a one of those style games where you see damage appear over people's heads when you shoot them, which isn't normally my kind of game. But it has color to it. People appreciate color apparently in this world, and I I'm excited. You knew for that it. Uh, that friend of the show Josh Sawyer liked color. I did know that a uh, friend of the show, Josh Sawyer, liked color, but uh, not that <laughs> wasn't saying that he was the crea- creative lead for this game. Um, Is he not? Isn't he? I don't believe I'm not sure. No, he's so. not. He's not. I think he's involved, but not the creative lead. No, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Um, but that where Fallout didn't nearly interest me enough because... Like not that it was a bad game, but it's just not interesting to me when there's plenty of other games. Um, I think that not enough games have color. Not enough games have fun. And this game looks like it has fun. And like a lot of the other games that we talked about as positives have fun in genres that don't otherwise have fun. Hmm. And I think that's maybe. Don't you think that's true? No, I think that's right. About a death loop in a genre that maybe otherwise doesn't have fun looks like it does and um bleeding edge looks like it has fun and yeah maybe we're entering into a phase of gaming where people are having fun again it would I, be it I, would be nice yeah i think that's i think that's what, probably what we're gonna go towards like apex legends is kind of like i think the the fun battle royale and i don't think there's gonna be a a battle royale that surpasses that. Oh, probably. you don't have faith in Fallout seventy six battle royale? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't have faith in that. I don't have faith in Fallout Shelter. I don't think that. I don't think that Fallout will ever win more than its current audience back. Yeah, yeah that seems right. right. Well, on that note, um, thank you both for being here again. It was lovely. Yep. Always a always a pleasure. Always always absolutely my pleasure to to talk to you both on these days. And um, uh, before we go, I do want to thank all of our fans and everything for making the fundraiser such a success. Oh yeah, absolutely yes. Thank you so much. It was a huge success. We did. I think we did a good job. Um, I uh, I was really really happy um, with the with the outcome. I'm very happy with uh, how I can now help. Uh, Pay John and live for for and, and pay them back for all the time they spend uh, with me, which honestly, in a lot of ways, <laughs> is a terrible, terrible thing to ask anyone to spend. Uh, that Trevor's is also is also happy about how much she's gotten to sleep since the broadcast. Yeah, not enough because I've also well, you know, no. there's always something, but um, but yeah, no, it was it was a wonderful success and and thank you to everyone for doing it. It's gonna yep. be. I think we'll probably try and make it uh, a regular thing, like not regular as in monthly, but regular as in yearly. I think we'll probably try and uh, try and do it again. So, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun, and I am very, very happy we were able to to do it. So, thanks so much, and yeah, uh, and yeah thanks, keep listening everyone. to Patch Notes. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's get out of here. Talk to you all soon. <laughs> Good night. Bye. <laughs>